So today's reading is from John chapter 14, verses 1 to 6. Do not let your hearts be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. My father's house has many rooms. If that were not so, would I have told you that I am going there to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you to be with me, that you also may be where I am. You know the way to the place where I am going. Thomas said to him, Lord, we don't know where you are going, so how can we know the way? Jesus answered, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Thanks, Alison. It's really great to join you all again. Um, it's lovely to see some familiar faces now. Um, I think it's my third time. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's great to bring in God's word. Let's uh, let's pray, shall we, for God's help in, in coming to his word. Father God, we do praise you that uh, you promised to speak to us through your word and that your spirit would be at work in each one of us, uh, showing us the Lord Jesus Christ in all his glory and fullness. Uh, showing uh, the hope that he offers to us in such difficult times. And Father, I pray that this would cause us to cling to him all the more. Amen. Well, hope is uh, it's a powerful word and it's a, a word we all need. And yet I think for most of us, we might be struggling to see where it comes from at this time. Um, if you're anything like me, you might have found yourself uh, starting to scroll down endless lists of uh, national statistics, uh, counting figures for the vaccine rollout, maybe charting on those little graphs, trying to work out where we are in all of this, and trying to figure out uh, what will the future hold for us, um, just the immediate future, the next couple of months, maybe the next year, what will this world look like, where are we all heading? But even beyond the pandemic, we we're longing, aren't we, to find hope, um, to quench the, the fears that we have for this world, and even uh, beyond this world, thinking of uh, what's coming um, in the future, the, the big unknown for each one of us, uh, which is, you know, what is beyond the grave? Uh, is there anything? Um, is it just emptiness? Uh, do we just cease to exist? Um, you know, everyone has an opinion, don't they? Uh, but everyone seems slightly unsure of what the actual answer is. And this morning, I think what we find, uh, sorry, this afternoon, is, is that peace and hope and security are all found in Christ Jesus. And we, we see it in knowing uh, the future that he's prepared for each one of us. I mean, it's exactly what the disciples needed to hear at this point in John. Uh, if you don't know uh, much about John's gospel, this is the upper room. Um, this is where Jesus is preparing his disciples for the future, a future without him, a future where he's going to leave them, uh, where they're going to see him die on a cross uh, and then leave this world. And so lots of them have questions. They have fears about the future. So why do we need to hear these, these words? Well, I think because it gives us certainty about the future and gives us a, a hope and a peace in Christ Jesus. And Christ here says that his hour has now come. It's really important that we know this hour speaks of his death. 
but also it, it shows us that Christ has been on a journey and his, his journey is almost at the end. Uh, this is the journey he's been on. Uh, John summarizes it in chapter 16, verse 28. I'm going to read it for us. Jesus says this, I came from the Father and I've come into the world and now I'm leaving the world and going to the Father. That's the journey that, that Jesus Christ has been on in this world. Um, I call it the, the boomerang journey of Jesus, kind of thrown out by the Father to return to him. It's a journey that, that shows us God's love for us. It shows us uh, the hope that God offers beyond the grave. And the disciples now more than ever need to hear these words, uh, just as we do. See, see, Christ's response to the questions they have, to the fear in their hearts, is to bring them back to perhaps what is the most kind of basic and fundamental fundamental message of the Bible. Uh, whether you've been going in the faith for years or whether you're still kind of looking into Christianity for the first time, we all need to hear this to see that Christ has secured a future for us. So our first point this morning is is that Christ alone prepares our place in heaven. That's that's seen in the first four verses of our reading. Um, if you've got a Bible, do open it to John chapter 14. And here we see, we see the reason for Christ making his journey. Uh, he's come into the world to prepare a place with God. So verse two, he says this, in my father's house are many rooms. If it were not so, would I have told you that I go to prepare a place for you? So here uh, Christ is describing the kind of heavenly dwelling place with God. It's like a, a vast mansion with many rooms. And, and Christ Jesus is the only one who can prepare a place for us. Because in making this journey, in, in coming into the world and then returning to the Father, the Lord Jesus is, is blazing a trail, as it were. He's, kind of, he's making a journey that no one else has ever made. So uh, imagine uh, Neil Armstrong uh, setting foot on the, uh, on the surface of the moon, or Edmund Hillary reaching the summit of Everest. They were pioneers, weren't they? The first to have ever done what they had done. But now uh, you, you only have to Google pictures of the summit of Mount Everest and you'll notice that there's a queue to the summit, which is remarkable that you actually now have to queue to get up to the, the very highest point in the world. But that's because what was deemed impossible is now possible for anyone. Uh, Edmund Hillary sh sh has shown the world that you can summit Everest safely and survive. And you see that the Lord Jesus here is saying something that far outreaches all these things. He's not preparing a place for us on top of a mountain. He's preparing a place in heaven itself. He's preparing a permanent dwelling place with God. And he's intending to bring all his followers with him. So verse three, he goes on. If I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and I will take you to myself that where I am, you may be also. What does, what does Christ mean by preparing a place? And I think here he's referring to his death and his resurrection. So, so as the Lord dies on the cross and rises to new life, he's, he's making it possible for all his followers to do the same. Uh, we, we sang of it, didn't we, earlier, that he's defe defeated both sin and the grave. Uh, those two things that stand as a barrier, making it impossible for us to live with God. 
And when, when Christ says he comes again in verse three, um, I think he's actually referring to his, his resurrection rather than kind of his final return to earth. He's, he's talking about his resurrection when the disciples will see him again. Uh, they'll see him flesh and blood having come back from death itself, ha having assured them that his mission has been accomplished, that he's done everything necessary for them to be able to come home because he's defeated their greatest enemies. Which means for those of us who believe we can have a home in heaven because the cross has worked. The Lord has already prepared a place for us. Uh, you, might, you might know um, Operation Magic Carpet. Um, this is a huge event that took place in World War II that involved returning every single uh, American soldier to their home. And it was only possible because of another huge operation called Operation Overlord, which was the name they, they gave to the Normandy beach landings. And the, the point is that just one of those is only possible because of the other. It's dependent on the other. It took the defeat of the enemy for the soldiers to be able to return home. And that's what Christ is saying he, he does on the cross. He defeats our enemies so that we might go home. And he wants to also make another important point to the disciples. And that is that he does it alone. Uh, Operation Overlord took hundreds of thousands of soldiers uh, trying to work out how to, do, how to achieve their, their goal. But to bring us home to God, it takes just one death. And that's because only Christ's death can prepare that place. We, we can't do it ourselves. And I know we, we often struggle with this. People struggle with, with it in different ways. Because I think as humans, we're often hardwired to achieve everything in our own lives. As were the disciples, the disciples were no different to us. Listen, listen to what Simon Peter says just before this in chapter 13 of John's Gospel. Simon Peter says to the Lord, where are you going? Jesus answered him, where I am going, you cannot follow me now, but you will follow afterward. Peter said to him, Lord, why can I not follow you now? I will lay down my life for you. Jesus answered him, will you lay down your life for me? Truly, truly, I say to you, the rooster will not crow till you have denied me three times. See, Jesus is saying to Peter, you, you can't prepare a place with me. You cannot lie or lay down your life for me. You cannot die for me. And you see, this is what has caused such fear in the disciples, because the Lord has just told them just before our passage that we had read that their leader, Peter, will fail. Even though Peter's always been the one who has been the first to follow Christ, the first to, to, to recognize who he is. And yet he will deny Christ three times. So Jesus says to a, a devoted disciple, you cannot follow me now. You cannot die with me because Christ alone must prepare our place in heaven, which I think is immensely comforting. Uh, it's really comforting for those who realise that we're kind of helpless, that for all, all the sacrifices we make for the Lord, he must always be the one we depend on for our place in paradise. But I, I know it also can make us feel uncomfortable because the Lord acknowledges we're going to fail him, that we have to fully depend on him because our sin can be so great that even the best of us will, will deny our Lord. 
See, all of this dis disarms us, doesn't it, of our own ability. So the Lord's answer to the, the fearful is, is not to believe in ourselves, but to believe in him. Uh, verse one, let not your hearts be troubled, troubled. Believe in God, believe also in me. And that's ultimately because, uh, point two, Christ is the way, the truth and the life. I'm sure we've all heard these, uh, these verses uh, many times before. But you see what they're in response to. Uh, Thomas has this question for, for the Lord. He says, Lord, we do not know where you're going. How can we know the way? And so Christ says, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. This is kind of an absolute exclusive claim. If we're any, any, any doubt about it, he says it in the negative. No one comes to the Father except through him. And here again, Jesus is restating all the kind of key themes you see in John's gospel. So the idea of the way, this path to follow, the, the direction we're all heading in, uh, the truth that in Christ Jesus, we come face to face with certainty and reality itself, the life, the source of eternal life beyond the grave. And no one else can be any of these things apart from the Lord Jesus. And yeah, I think this, this kind of exclusive claim is actually a wonderful thing to hear. Because the, the Lord here is saying that the guessing game is over. The great unknowns are now known. So rather than many paths up the mountain to get lost on, Christ says there's one really very clear path, which is him. Um, if I can illustrate like this, uh, when um, I actually used to live nearby to uh, Watford, I, was, I grew up in Hertfordshire. So we would spend a lot of time coming into London um, and as a child, I remember one distinctive moment when I got utterly lost on the underground. So you can imagine a child on the underground trying to figure out where to go. Um, I was kind of in tears, no idea, because, you know, everything looked kind of similar. Didn't The, the trains all looked the same, the stations looked the same. They all appeared to go in the, the same direction. And yet, of course, we know as adults that, you know, depending on what train you get, get on, you might end up in Heathrow or Liverpool Street. And... So my family decided to rush onto a train. I got left behind uh, and there was little old Rich crying his eyes out with no one to help until uh, fortunately a very kind lady uh, asked me where I needed to go. And I, I told her and she, she pointed me in the right direction. And I think, I think here in some ways the Lord is doing the same thing. He's pointing us in the right direction. He's saying which way to go and how to get there. He's saying to, that he himself, he is the doorway into eternity. Um, if I can say it like this, that the roadmap to heaven is much more certain than the roadmap out of lockdown. So for each of us here, I think there is a challenge and an encouragement, isn't there, as I finish. Um, so without Christ, I, I hope we see that we are still kind of lost, aren't we, in the, in the darkness. And without him, we're a bit like children, you know, in the dark. They, they're terrified, aren't they? Because uh, the darkness is something, you know, that is unknown. Anything could be out there. And yet with Christ, it's as if the light has been turned on, hasn't it? The light has shone in the darkness and, he, and even in our own hearts. And Christ, with that light, is pointing us in the right direction. And so in this passage, I hope you're encouraged to, to see that the future is no longer a mystery. It is sure and 
certain. It's based on something that has happened in time and space. It's based on, on the death and the resurrection of the Lord Jesus. And so for each one of us, as we come to trust in him, we know that we have this place in heaven. We have a room prepared for us. And Christ is, wel- is waiting to welcome us home uh, if we come to him and trust him. I'm going to pray that we, we do that now and that God would help us. Let's pray. Father God, we praise you for those precious words of the Lord Jesus, that he truly is the way, the truth and the life, and that uh, we can now come to the Father, we can come to you as your children, uh, not fearful of the future, uh, but confident and hopeful for life in this world, life to begin uh, knowing you, but also life beyond the grave, eternal life, a home in heaven, Uh, with you as our loving father and father we i just pray for each one of us that by faith we would come to your son once again we'd come to him as the light of the world as the life of the world that we would find all our hope in him amen